bottom there is option record. Okay. Yeah, I think it started. Huh? Recording it started. Huh? Okay, okay. Yeah, it started. I think. Yeah, it's recording, sir. Yeah, fine. Hello. Welcome to M4PG, ma'am, and thanks for your time, valuable time, ma'am, and sorry for the delay. Good evening, everybody. My myself, Dr. Rupasri, from Hyderabad. I'm OBG consultant. Today, I'm going to discuss about a small topic that is hydrative formula. and it is also an important topic that we can expect almost one to two questions every year okay hydratic formol see hydratic formol it is an abnormal condition of the placenta before knowing the abnormal condition let's see what is a normal placenta see this is a normal placenta what i am showing is a normal placenta See, it is the maternal surface of the placenta because see the cotyledons and also the shaggy surface of the placenta. Next, see this is the uterus. Let's see the placenta in the uterus. See, it is the fundal region of the uterus, and the placenta is attached to the anterior surface of the uterus. When we section the uterus and see it, these are the chorionic villi. See, this is the chorionic villi, a segment of the placenta which consists of the maternal and the fetal vessels. next when we observe one of the chorionic villi see there is a trophoblastic proliferation along with the cells and when it this is the condition that is see here there is partly trophoblastic proliferation that is a proliferation of the syncytial trophoblast and the cytotrophoblast along with the degeneration of the hydropic changes that is degeneration is mostly because of the accumulation of the fluid this is but there is partly hydropic degeneration along with partly degeneration of the trophoblastic cells because of these two conditions it results in the formation of a cluster of small cysts known as hydatid cyst and so it is known as hydatiform mole okay see this is the abnormal placenta that is hydatiform mole with a grape like vesicles okay see these are the small grape like vesicles adenous fluid see what is the most important cause of this placenta let's see which is the cytological abnormality because in case of normal conception normal conception the sperm consists of 23 eggs and the egg consists of 23 eggs when the fusion of the sperm with the egg takes place it results in the formation of a zygote of 46 xx okay so it results in normal pregnancy and normal placenta but some other conditions like what happens is the sperm which is of 23x fuses with the egg that is which is inactive there is no nucleus within the egg therefore the haploid sperm which fuses with the inactive egg and it undergoes meiotic division and results in the formation of 46xx since the chromosomes are only from the haploid sperm it is also known as paternal type or the androgenesis and it is a complete mole see the complete mole here this is a complete placenta which is changing into the hydratiform mole but here only the sperms are involved there is no egg therefore there is no formation of this fetus okay this is a complete mole when the other condition also exists like see what happens is here only one of the haploid sperm is present which is fusing the inactive egg sometimes 
there may be two sperms that is 23x and 23y which fuses with the egg of 23x it results in a triploid condition of 69xxy because of the involvement of the sperm and the egg there results the formation of the fetus see here it is a partial mole which consists of the fetus along with the degenerative placenta is present okay but it is completely different from of the uh, that of the complete mole here the mcqs mostly asks that depending upon the condition complete mole that is androgenesis or of paternal origin are the two questions and also the triploid will be the questions present here now let us see the differences between the complete mole and the partial mole as i said before only because of the presence of the haploid sperm and the inactivate there is no embryo or the fetus this is the most important question which is always asked in the mcqs and apart from this when we take the partial mole because of the involvement of the sperms and the egg it results in the formation of the embryo and the fetus and other difference is see this is the chorionic villi see the finger like projections present in the chorionic villi and this is a hydropic degeneration which is present inside and there are trophoblastic proliferation of the both the cytotrophoblast and synthesia trophoblast this is a diffuse involvement involving complete chorionic villi see diffuse hydropic degeneration of the villi stroma blood vessels and there is excessive proliferation of the trophoblastic cells so this is a complete mole but apart from this when we see the partial mole see these are the proliferation of the trophoblastic cells but there is no hydropic degeneration here and in other cell there may be hydropic degeneration so only focal areas are involved some of the trophoblastic proliferation and other is the hydropic degeneration with the presence of some of the blood vessels and the fetus okay this is the main difference between the complete mole and the partial mole let us see other which are the differences which are present between them see when we compare the normal uterus when compared to that of the complete mole see the size of the uterus is more when compared to that of the period of the amenorrhea let us see an example that is when we observe the uterus it is about 16 weeks okay 16 weeks means it is just below the umbilicus but in case of complete mole or vesicular mole what happens is there is accumulation of the vesicles inside and blood clots and also concealed blood therefore when the normal uterus is of 16 weeks the complete mole may be of 24 to 28 weeks that is it may present above the umbilicus and with the normal pregnancy when we compare the partial mole it is also more when compared to that with complete mole but a fetus is present here okay so it may be also more than the normal pregnancy but it is less in size when compared to that of the complete mole okay other differences like there may be thecal lutein cyst what happens is in a uterus see when there is complete mole there is raised hormone like human chorionic gonadotropin that is hcg along with that other hormones like estrogens progesterones are also raised see the number of follicles or the thecal lutein cyst which are present in the ovaries thecal lutein means it is present in the ovary what happens is because of the raised hormone see the number of follicles which are present in only the ovaries and this is the ultrasound image see the size of the cyst or the follicle which are present in the ovary after the complete moles or treatment has been taken for the complete mole what happens is these follicles or this cyst gradually regress within 1 to 2 months okay so this is also one of the most important question that bilateral thecal lutein cyst may be present or resolved after treatment so questions may be present regarding this also next is when we compare with that of the partial mole see these are all the thecal lutein cysts which are present in the ovaries but see the size and the number is less when compared to that of the complete mole see the ultrasound image see this the number of the size of the follicle is very big 
but when compared to it the size of the follicle is very less in case of partial mole okay see this is the structure this is the structure of the beta hcg that is this is the alpha component and this is the beta component if we take an example of normal pregnancy uterus of 16 weeks the beta hcg will levels will be of 13000 to 25000 but in case of complete mole the beta hcg levels will be very high that means it may be present from 50000 to 1 lakh but in case of partial mole the beta hcg levels are more but slightly less than the complete mole that is it may be up to 50000 okay and the persistence of the disease in case of complete mole is nearly up to 20% means even after treatment the continuation of the molar pregnancy may be up to 20% but the risk of the persistence of the disease in case of partial mole is less than 5% okay next apart from the cytological abnormality let us see what are the other causes which are important for development of the molar pregnancy that is in obstetrics always the age factor is very important that is the the patient may be of teenage pregnancies that is of less than 18 years or it may be of greater than 35 years that is a elderly pregnancy sometimes nutritional factors also contribute to the development of the molar pregnancy that is there may be inadequate intake of proteins or sometimes there may be excess animal fat intake of by the woman or sometimes there is low dietary intake of carotin also so this may be also important reasons but not as important as that of cytological abnormality and sometimes there may be disturbed maternal immune mechanisms means the patient when tested there are raised gamma globulin levels but this gamma globulin is one of the important hormone that is of liver so when we observe the liver histology by an ultrasound the liver histology will be normal but the blood levels will be showing the raised gamma globulin levels okay so apart from cytological abnormality age factor nutrition factor and also disturbed immune mechanisms of the mother is also very important okay now let us see where the molar pregnancy is very common the molar pregnancy is very most commonly seen at the oriental countries oriental countries means countries like china japan hong kong these are situated here including india and philippines so the highest uh, is present in the philippines like 1 is to 80 in every 80 pregnancies one may result in the molar pregnancy in case of india it is about 1 is to 400 in every 400 pregnancy there may be resulting of one molar pregnancy okay now we know about what is hydatiform mole okay the differences between the complete mole partial mole okay now let's come out with clinical features the patient comes to the hospital with the symptoms like bleeding it means bleeding it is similar to that of the miscarriage see what happens is this is the placenta it has changed into grape like hydatiform what happens is the hydatid cysts which are present in the process of the expulsion get ruptured these follicles consist of the fluid which is similar to that of the edematous fluid and also the ascitic fluid which is whitish in color because of the rupture of the grape like vesicles that is the gelatinous fluid which is in white color mixed with the red colored blood so the patient complains of white current in the red current juice this is the most important symptom which is produced by the patient and also the most important mcq which is asked okay see this picture this is a placenta and these are the small grape like this when this gets ruptured this white color blood is mixed with the red color blood so it is the white current in the red current juice okay and next is patient complains of lower abdominal pain why there is abdominal pain for the patient this is the uterus consists of vesicles 
concealed blood blood clots for accumulation of this the uterus goes on stretching sometimes because of the over stretching what happens at the point that the point of the weakness what happens is it gets ruptured or perforated okay because of this perforation the patient will complains of pain and also the uterus in the process of expulsion also it produces some of the uterine contractions so patient complains of abdominal pain because of the overstretching of the uterus and also the perforation of the uterus okay now the beta hcg beta hcg is high what happens is it result in excess of the nausea and vomiting sometimes the hcg has two components that is the alpha component and the beta component this alpha component is similar to that of the fsh that is follicle stimulating hormone luteinizing hormone and thyroid stimulating hormone so what happens is because of the chorionic thyroid rise level it results in some of the features like thyroid thyrotoxic features like tremors and tachycardia okay see because of the rupture of the uterus what happens the vesicles which are present inside the uterine cavity tend to ascend up to the blood stream into the lung so the most common site of metastasis in case of molar pregnancy is to the lung this is also one of the most important question see this means the let us see this is the site of weakest point of the uterus so the follicles which are present in the uterine cavity tend to move up by the blood stream so what happens the patient complains of breathlessness okay and because of pulmonary embolization embolization means movement of the vesicles which are present in the uterine cavity through the blood stream to the lungs okay and next is most important is expulsion of grape like vesicles per vaginum patient will be saying that something whitish fluid is coming from the vaginal cavity that is because of the rupture of this hydatid cyst okay the gelatinous fluid and see these are the vesicles it is the most clinical symptom we observe when the patient is complaining of molar pregnancy next what happened the patient now came with the symptoms okay now we have to examine her we should know what to do that is examination that is per abdominal examination see normally it should be if you take an example of 16 weeks it should be below the uterus okay below the umbilicus but here it is more than that so it may be an example of hydatiform molar the molar pregnancy normally what happens is because of the accumulation of vesicles blood clots concealed beds maximum in 70% of the cases the uterine size is more when corresponding to the period of amenorrhea but what happens is sometimes the patient will not have any follow up or checkups regarding the obstetric condition and suddenly she will be expelling some of the products at the home itself so when she comes to the hospital or when the clinical examination is going on the uterus size may be equal to or uterus size may be less when compared to that of the period of amenorrhea in almost 10 to 20% of the cases okay now when you are examining the patient the feel of the uterus in case of a pregnant uterus is it will be very soft but here the amniotic fluid or the amniotic sac the cushion like substance which is present in the uterine cavity is absent therefore the feel of the uterus will be firm fetal parts are not felt because there is no fetus no fetal parts and no fetal heart sounds okay this is the parabdominal examination next after parabdominal we should go for pervaginal examination that is see grape like vesicles in the vaginal discharge see the image i am showing na this is all the products or the contents which are expelled out i am showing you the particularly the partial mole see the fetus in between the vesicles okay it is a partial mole image okay 
and next is after seeing after doing the pervaginal examination when we observe the ovaries there may be unilateral or either bilateral enlargement of the ovaries that is the fecal lutein cyst i have already discussed regarding it after the treatment is has completed these moles will be will be decreased by themselves next now the patient has done all the investigation treatment everything will be informed to the patient what is this investigation first what you will do that is a complete blood picture because the patient is already bleeding she is in a hypovolemic state so the amount of hemoglobin should be estimated so the first and the foremost investigation you should be doing is hemoglobin level and next is the patient may be rh negative also if it is the first pregnancy the next pregnancy will be affected because of the isoimmunization so blood grouping and typing should be done to the patient okay next is thyroid function test as i have already said that alpha component is similar to that of the thyroid stimulating hormone so we have to check to prevent the conditions like tremors tachycardia palpitations so we should do thyroid function test and also liver function test to know all the enzyme levels which are useful for giving general anesthesia to the patient also next the patient is bleeding in hypovolemic condition so blood urea serum creatinine electrolyte cell level should also be done that is the renal function test should be done now these are all the blood investigations which will be helpful for the patient but one of the confirmatory or the important diagnostic test which help in molar pregnancy is ultrasound examination that is a snowstorm pattern means see in the uterine cavity these are the vesicles which consist of the gelatinous fluid like a shiny appearance we will this will be seen on the ultrasound that is like a heterogeneous opacity see here the storm particles snow is deposited everywhere just like so similar to this image it is described as snow storm appearance inside the uterine cavity and the other important test which is helpful is the beta hcg level from the starting we are saying that beta hcg quantitative estimation is very much important normally in questions in mcqs also they'll be asking which is the hormone which is helpful for uh, prognosis of the uh, molar pregnancy is beta hcg okay to know the metastasis that if the patient complains of any breathlessness dyspnea hemoptysis chest x ray should be done okay last is after the treatment after sucking of all the moles okay what should be done it is a confirmation should be done whether it is a molar pregnancy or any other carcinomatous tissue therefore histopathological examination is an important investigation after the treatment has been completed now so treatment okay so you have seen all the symptoms signs and investigations now the last is you should counsel the patient regarding the condition and the treatment should be taken place what you will do directly you will not take the patient to otina but supportive treatment should be given because the patient is bleeding she is in hypovolemic condition so give her iv fluids okay then antibiotics because she may be in sepsis and later on blood transfusion if her hemoglobin level is less than 7 next dilatation curettage means the there may be two kinds of patients that group a may be the the os may be dilated at home itself and some of the products may be start expelling while the patient may be coming to the hospital therefore in that case just normal just dilatation and the curing should be done see this is a uterine cavity okay this is a speculum by which we are seeing the cavity see there is a abnormal tissue within the cavity okay next see this is the dilators normally we say hagas dilators which are very useful for dilating the cervical os okay we'll do dilation by this next see this is the curate 
we are curating the products out we are sucking the moles that is we are curating the products and this is the abnormal tissue we are collecting and sending for the histopathological examination just i have shown you the images of the dilatation and curative and next important is suction evacuation that is what happens is some patients because of the ultrasound technique almost the disease can be found out or the complication of the pregnancy can be seen earlier itself so now we have to dilate the cervix so what you will do keep a small tablet that is a major process cge1 of 400 micrograms should be placed in the pervaginal cavity 3 hours before surgery okay so what is this hello hello what is this is you have to suck everything which is present in the uterine cavity and this process is known as suction evacuation okay after dilatation because of the negative pressure all the moles should be sucked out okay and next after dilatation curative after suction evacuation if these are not possible because sometimes there may be high gravida pregnancy with which the woman may be of third gravida with two previous to cesarean sections at that time we cannot use any mesoprostol tablet so what happens we should do hysterectomy hysterectomy means just give a small nick to the uterus and suck all the moles which are present in the uterine cavity okay this is known as hysterectomy it is similar to that of the cesarean section after sucking all the moles just suture the uterus as in type of cesarean section next is if the patient has of age greater than 35 patient completed her family okay not interested in any menstrual functions or any reproductive functions not willing for any follow up other abnormalities are also present like fibroids or anything just counsel the patient for hysterectomy after taking the consent explaining everything so this is a picture of the hysterectomy so after removal of the uterus this is the vaginal vault okay next after all this counseling for regular follow up is much important then contraception should be given to the patient in case of contraception until the beta hcg is become negative just counsel her for barrier contraceptives after the beta hcg has become negative counsel her for oral contraceptive pills one this is the most important question that which is a contraception which is avoided in case of molar pregnancy that is intrauterine contraceptive device because in case of intrauterine contraceptive device there will be irregular vaginal bleeding okay patient may think that the bleeding may be because of the contraceptive device but sometimes she may be suffering also from choriocarcinoma so one device which is contraindicated is intrauterine contraceptive device next follow up follow up is very important till the treatment it is one part but after that follow up is also much important suction evacuation or a dilatation and curative or simple procedures that is an opd procedures the patient may be discharged in the evening so ask the patient for follow up after 48 hours for what for checking the beta hcg levels again so it is a most important prognostic indicator in case of molar pregnancy after 48 hours after suction evacuation check the beta hcg levels they they should be decrease in the beta hcg levels by less than 10% okay weekly monitoring of hcg levels should be done up to 4 to 6 weeks till they become normal after that monthly once for 6 months should be done okay it is a normal process and there may be decrease in the beta hcg levels and also the molar pregnancy and its complication but sometimes what happens is there may be elevation of the hcg levels by greater than 10% over a period of 2 weeks means there is gradual increase in the beta hcg levels the levels will not decrease and sometimes there may be plateauing or persistence of the beta hcg levels beyond 6 months okay and apart from this histopathological examination the products which have we have sent after sucking the moles may be diagnosed as choriocarcinoma then the patient should be explained 
that she is of gestational trophoblastic neoplasm okay sometimes a patient may even come to the hospital or follow up saying that she has some of the complaints again same repeated complaints like abdominal pain unnecessary vaginal bleeding breathlessness tremors tachycardia then she should be again investigated that whether the patient has gone for any choriocarcinoma chances okay uh, because of any evidence of any metastasis then prophylactic chemotherapy should be given in case of prophylactic chemotherapy the drugs used are methotrexate that is 1 mg per kg body weight okay on days 1 3 5 7 this methotrexate is an anti metabolite or anti folate okay so what happens is to decrease the side effects of this methotrexate folinic acid one of the form of folic acid only but it is more potent when consists of that of the folic acid therefore folinic acid of 0.1 mg per kg body weight on days 2 4 6 8 should be given to the patient okay so we should see whether the hcg levels are decreasing or not if they are decreasing after they are decreasing three such cycles should be given same treatment same regimen should be followed for three such cycles with a gap of one week okay next see complications if the patient is not diagnosed as molar pregnancy most of the patient will not be having regular obstetric checkup so what happens she may land up in some of the complications like hemorrhage or shock why i am saying hemorrhage because the patient will be bleeding while the bleeding is taken place the moles or the moles vesicle moles which are attached to the uterine cavity tend to tear or rupture the vessels which are attached to it what happens is it leads to the collection of the old blood clots and also concealed blood may also be present and sometimes some of the iatrogenic conditions like what happens is when we are dilating or suctioning or just curating the product because of the softness of the uterus we may just perforate the uterus therefore at that time also patient may bleed heavily in the ot and she may go into shock next is sepsis 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 why because normally the vaginal cavity consists of the organism you all know that what happens is because of the presence of the old blood clots and concealed hemorrhage the organisms which are present in the vaginal cavity tend to ascend up tend to creep up because this the blood clots which are present in the uterine cavity form a good culture medium for the development of the organism so the patient may land up in sepsis next is the perforation of uterus as i already said that to accumulate all these vesicles moles blood clots concealed blood the uterus starts expanding at the weakest point what happens the rupture of the uterus takes place and these moles which are present inside the cavity tend to enter into the blood stream and then get first metastasized to the lungs leading to the breathlessness cough hemoptysis that is already i have discussed that is pulmonary insufficiency again same what happens because of the rupture these moles enter into the blood stream and lead to the deposition of the fibrin and lead to the addition of the platelets leading to the coagulation failure that the mother may be leading in disseminated intravascular coagulation and the last is development of the choriocarcinoma if the patient is not diagnosed okay so this is a small topic but very important topic i thank the organizers and also the students who have been patient listening to me okay thank you thank you so much thank you madam for your nice and interactive session and the slide with pictures as well as the clinical case it was a very nice one so uh, if any participants is having any doubts uh, can ask to madam or can raise hand i will be unmuting them and you can ask to madam also madam is having uh, madam do you have any telegram group no only whatsapp i am having okay madam uh, whatsapp okay you can uh, i will be uh, giving ma'am's uh, email id or uh, if telegram group is there i can 
provide search telegram group pranit search telegram group you can ask madam doubt okay 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 sir okay thank you almost welcome okay okay if anyone is having can ask doubt or i'll be uh, ending the meeting uh, if anyone is having doubt can raise the hand or we can end the meeting and uh, if anyone want or if anyone missed this uh, session or having uh, want to download this session i'll be providing in website also in uh, a link i'll be providing okay madam provide... we'll provide the notes sir oh, okay ma'am okay ma'am uh, then we can uh, end this topic or uh, session okay ma'am okay 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 thank you ma'am thank you for the very good time ma'am okay ma'am